hello, all my roaches out there. How are you on this fine Tuesday or whatever day you happen to be listening or watching The Josh Potter Show? It is I, Josh Potter. Very excited to have you here. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe on all the iTunes and things like that. And if you're a person who uh, doesn't listen to the just the audio and you watch, I thank you very much. Continue to subscribe. Hit that bell on the old YouTube and keep getting those numbers up, my friend. I love you very much for doing that. And if you are a person who listens to the audio only, I appreciate you a great deal, but you might want to go watch the YouTube today. We got some videos uh, that we're going to be going over. Just a little FYI. Uh, also, something to keep in mind, I'm going to be coming to San Diego. That's right, July 16th, two shows. It's going to be an epic good time. Sarah Weinshank's coming with me, and those tickets are on sale now, and I hope I see you out there. Got some new stuff cooking, so if you came out to the last couple shows in San Diego, you'll get a little something different. A little something different. So buy tickets to that, the Roach getting back out on the road. I took a lot of time off because I didn't know how long this surgery was going to have me laid up and now I'm just spinning my wheels. I'm actually very like bored and annoyed with how, <laughs> how much time I took off. But back on the road come August, we've got a weekend in Chicago at Zany's. That's for uh, tickets are for sale right now. The 11th through 13th of August. Go buy those. Chicago, I'm coming in hot. And then also on August 25th, going to be in Philly once again. So make sure you go get tickets to all those shows for sale right now. And you can go get them by going over to Instagram at Josh underscore Potter. You can go on Twitter at J underscore Potter. It'll provide links for you. Also, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. Since I have been bored, I've been streaming a little bit more. So pleased to be following on there. Sign up for the Patreon. It's only five bucks a month. You get a whole extra podcast, my friend, me and my buddy Matt Bergman who hopefully in the autumn going to be out on the road with me a little bit as well, so you can get a little double dosage. All the roaches out there. So pleased to be uh, checking all those things out, and I love you very much for doing that. Go back, watch some past episodes. Show at gmail.com is where you can send in music the way Griff Parker does and did on this episode. Or you can send in your roach reportings, which we'll get into in just a couple of moments. Some people coming for that crown that Jefferson Nally holds for Roach Reporter of the Year. Some people coming in hot for that one. Justin M. is just providing stories like you wouldn't believe. Uh, who else do we have on the uh, the old list? We've got Ashley today. Uh, I think Luke C. Riley's been coming at it. I mean, we got all kinds of Roach Reporters out the wazoo, my friends. So please to be continuing to send your Roach Reportings in. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Some housekeeping things to let you know about. Uh, the roach is spreading his wings a little bit, shedding his roach skin. I think roaches shed their skin and uh, grow a new one. Maybe when they're getting larger, spreading their wings a bit. But yes, I've told you uh, ever since we spun off from your mom's house studios and came over here to the Night Pants studios that things will be slowly growing. And if you stick it out with me throughout the year here, this is as... I guess I'm not going to say as bad as it's going to get, but I mean, I always told you we're going to try and grow and we're going to continue to grow. And uh, coming in two weeks, we will be operating out of a new space. And uh, I'm so thankful for Ryan Sickler for providing this space, the Nightpan Studios for us for the last year or so. Uh, and a uh, nice little Lem situation. And uh, I appreciate him sharing his studio with me. I mean, he's built up such a wonderful place for himself and uh, for other podcasts. And I appreciate being a part of it so much. We're going to have Ryan on uh, 
maybe the last episode uh, that we do within here. But yes, moving to a new studio in uh, sunny Burbank, California. That's where all the like game shows used to fly people. They'd be like, add uh, travel accommodations to Burbank, California, provided by. Uh, but so we'll be out that way. And uh, I'm excited because... I'll be living closer to the studio. Uh, I'll be living very close, as a matter of fact. If also, not only the studio move, that's definitely happening, but uh, my own personal move to an apartment, that is the most exciting thing that I can tell you as far as the evolution of this roach goes. Because, boy, oh boy, I'm excited for all the content I can produce once I'm, uh, you know, alone, finally. I mean, it's been, I was trying to do it during, then COVID happened, and it's just been delayed, and, you know, things are insane right now as far as renting things goes and buying things i'd imagine i'm sure if you're doing that yourself out there in this country you're noticing that it's a little bit uh, wild out there right now but we're getting it under control and uh like i said you know living and working uh close by to one another is going to just make the content even that much better and a little bit more fluid so i appreciate you being a part of the show for this haul and I'm excited about the next chapter uh, of the program. So thank you so much for sticking with us, and I hope you do uh, stick with us moving forward. Let's get into some sports stuff because uh, the sports world uh, colliding with what's going on in the world. I don't know if you uh, saw Friday, big Supreme Court decision. I made a little bit of a video about it, and it's so funny to me when you do have, uh, try to make jokes about things that are... Uh, so what's the word? Just like a lightning rod, I guess you could say of, of, uh, ire people upset, even the people who won in this case, the people who are, uh, I'm of course talking about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, the people who are pro-life. It's so funny. Even I was making jokes that were, I don't know. They were like shitting on the Democrats who allowed this to happen, so to speak, and uh, people who are like pro life for life. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even like shitting on you. <laughs> like it was, it was so weird. It's just weird how people are like uh, very charged about it, and you, it's like, oh, don't make jokes about this. It's uh, it's really wild. But you know, people are uh, up in arms. I saw Jody Sweden of Full House fame get thrown by a cop. And I tweet, I tweeted a gif. How rude. I mean, I can't believe I didn't see that a billion times. I go, I'm just doing, I know this is probably out there somewhere and it's not original, but people need to be putting how rude gifs on this thing. Like, I mean, what are we doing? If we're not making how rude gifs, what did Jody Sweden get thrown by that cop for? I mean, God, has the internet gone so astray? Uh, nevertheless, I thought this was interesting. There was a uh, some in baseball. There was a bit of a, a Roe v. Wade incident. Can we watch it real quick, Kirsten? Here, let's see. Here, it's the Angels versus the Mariners. Opportunity to get through the lineup a few more times, and he has pitched out of the only. And he just hit Winker. Winker, America. obviously pro-choice. We can mute it, by the, the way. Pitch, Scott Sir there we go. Yeah, it's just better. Wink, Jesse Winker hit by a pitch. Wance eyeing him up from the mound. And now Winker going at the Angels dugout. And here they go. The bench is clear. Obviously, the Mariners pro-choice. The Angels pro-life. I mean, they're the Angels. They got to be the pro-life side, right? That's what we're watching here, folks. The Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. 
And now it's just a melee on the field. Of course, they weren't arguing about that. That would be wild, though, if that's what they were getting in, into it over. <laughs> One team is just so pro-choice. The other team is so pro-life. Of course, the Angels, again, they would be the pro-life ones or the Angels. No, it's, it's, a, it's a woman's body. That's what they're yelling at. <laughs> but this fight got insane, and it was a lot leading up to it. And no, it had nothing to do with Roe v. Wade. It had to do with uh, the uh, Mariners pitching at Mike Trout's head. And he goes, if you're going to throw pitches at me, throw them at my ribs. That's a man right there. He's like, just hit me in the ribs, dude. That's baseball. <laughs> Not in my freaking head. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a wild weekend, and I try to uh, unplug and watch baseball, and here they go, shoving their politics down my throat. Uh, no, that's obviously not what occurred. It was just a normal fight. I thought it was, uh, when I saw highlights of it, though, I thought, for, I was like, people are going to <laughs> be wild if that's what they were debating. Uh, but, no, there was another incident in baseball that I thought was interesting. If you ever thought, you know, I feel so bad about my body... You know, I just, I feel so fat and gross and out of shape. Imagine if you were a professional athlete and some old broadcaster uh, was judging you for your body. That happened to Miguel Sano here. Miguel Sano, he's not hurt. He's just fat. I mean, that, that's as brutally honest as we can be. He's down in Fort Myers trying to get in shape. And Miguel, that is that. That's that's the the. There's no reason that they had to uh, throw that in there. They just could have said, you know, Miguel Sano's just working out, just trying to get into better shape. But uh, they had to. The Guardians broadcaster had to just be like Miguel Sano. Let's see if we can get it going here. And Miguel Sano, if you're wondering about an update from him, still fat, hasn't lost any of the weight. And now he's down there trying to, uh, he's down in the minors trying to get into shape. It's funny when you go show up into another baseball league that exists where people are like, you know, trying their hardest, trying to get out of there, trying to make it up to the show. And some fat guy from Major League Baseball comes down and he's like, I'm just trying, I'm just too, fa I'm too fat. I'm just too fat. I, uh, I'm here because I'm fat. You know, oftentimes they send them down to do, like, rehabilitation with their injuries. You know, warm up with lesser players. In this case, they're like, hey, fat guy, go play with the shitty guys and uh, and see if you can lose a couple pounds so you can come back up here and contribute. But yeah, that happened in the Guardians broadcast. And sports are dying because, and I'm sure many of you are pleased, it's the summertime. It's that time of year where now we have July and August, essentially. No sports other than baseball. And people, maybe you can suggest a new sport to me. This is how I got obsessed with baseball is having this two-month period where I just go, I am so fucking bored. I need something. And I became obsessed with baseball. So this is a good time if you want to learn. Come join the Roach. Join me on Twitch and uh, I'll help spread the game. You know, that's all I want to do. And it's not X's and O's that I want to spread. It's the love of just being present, being out outside, enjoying your time. You know, of course, the NBA is done now, and they just had their draft. And I'm not a big NBA guy. I wish I was. I'm trying harder and harder each year. And this might help get me into it, though. At the NBA draft, not only did we see the future of the National Basketball Association get drafted to their teams, but also we got to see some hot-ass moms. Just like the NFL draft, just like the NHL, any draft, that's what we go into it for now here. Uh, it used to be the girlfriends, now it's the moms. 
And that's because I'm 36 years old, and I think that some of the moms might be as well. I'm not sure how old this particular mom is, but one mom went viral uh, at the draft. Dyson Daniels' mom caught social media's attention. Dyson Daniels is going to be a trending topic tonight, a reporter said, basically claiming that his mom was a babe. It's tough to do that as a reporter, you know, when you see the mom come out. I would want to. I'd be like, look at the tits on this mom. You know what I mean? I would be up there commenting on that. I'd be like, Dyson Daniels, don't know much about Dyson Daniels, but I can tell you one thing. His mom is a babe. And I would go into it like then they'd be like, Josh, you're fired. Uh, But nevertheless, a lot of reporters talking about it. Another fan said NBA Twitter going to blow up after seeing Dyson Daniels' mom. She wasn't just going viral for her looks either. Her name uh, Brikitta Cool Daniels had fans talking too. Award for best name of the night goes to Dyson Daniels' mom. Brikitta Cool. That is a wild name. So it's like, is this, what, what, what is this woman? Is she, uh, what was she before she was just merely Pelicans draft pick Dyson Daniels' mom. Was she a lady of uh, the night, so to speak? Is that Dyson? Oh, that's like his brother. I was going to say, is that his dad right there? Because I was like, dad looking young. Does it have any info about... There's the dad right there. Yeah, that's that's kind of more of what I expected. Uh, does it have anything about her job anywhere? Have we? Can we unearth anything about her? Maybe what she did for a living, her career. Let's pull up this thing probably has nothing in there Ooh, there it's almost like you see him with his mom and you're like is that his girl oh no when it gets to be confusing you're like is that the guy's girlfriend or his mom that's when it gets real spicy and i love it here they are a bunch of bombshell stuff no info on what she does for work just that her name is wildly fun and she's got a nice hot bod on her yeah. you know you think they would tell us more it, all, it, all it really says is that when she's not doing basketball stuff, she's doing like soul cycle classes. When she's not doing basketball stuff? Oh, you like mom stuff? Like yeah, cutting yeah. up oranges and yeah. shit for the for the team? When she's not cheering them on. I see. I see. And uh he was an he's an Australian prospect too. So it's not this is not a this is not a homegrown lady. She's talking like uh, you know, yeah. I'm from the down under, yeah. I can't do an Australian accent, and I'm trying like hell because here's the thing, folks. I'll tell you this. I, uh, Kirsten, have you been watching, uh, do you watch Love on the Spectrum? Uh, yes, I actually did like watch the whole U.S. version. Well, that's the thing. I'm watching it, and I go, U.S. version? Turns out the other ones were in Australia. <laughs> I had, I just thought that's how autistic people talked. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am thinking, and I'm hearing... <laughs> I hear Australian people talk. I go, autism? Is that person autistic? <laughs> no, they're Australian. So I don't know. Now it's fucked up my brain. It's in a pretzel. So now, I'm, did you notice about the US version too, that they were kind of cuntier? Yeah. Like it sure. took away what the the innocence of the show to me. Like yeah, they were like all the animation sweet. lady for sure. Yeah, she, she was such a bitch, that lady. <laughs> I'm like, oh, of course the US version, they're all cunts. Like, that was the whole special part of the show, that they were, like, sweet, and they had this innocent sort of outlook on love, and you'd watch it, and you'd go, man, I wish I was a little more, you know, just innocent and genuine in my sort of looking for love as well. And then you watch the U.S. version, and, you're, and they're like, she, the chick was like, I want a guy who is rich and handsome, and you're like, oh, okay, the so it's just literally the United States. It's not anything to do with, I mean... it. 
Is that what you felt the same way? Like they introduced the show with her. Yeah, yeah. No, I was really surprised, taken back by her for sure. Her mainly. I mean, I liked some of the other ones. Some of the other ones were really sweet. My favorite was James, the guy with the blonde hair and his parents. Yeah, no, that's... Here's the thing about that one, James. It makes you go... Because then he goes on a date, all right? And he goes on a date with a woman who... I guess I I feel bad diagnosing her, what she might be on the spectrum, but I'm assuming Down syndrome, right? Yeah. And so it's like, uh, that's nice. And they have a very sweet connection and it's wonderful and everything like that. But it's also kind of weird to me to set, to set them up. You know? Like, are they going to say no? Are they going to be like, I don't like that person? Are they going to... It's just... I, it seems like it grays some lines to me. Like, is it cool for a non-Down syndrome person to date a Down syndrome person? Is that, like, chill? They can't fuck, right? I think the correct term is Victoria's Secret model. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's, well, let's just say this. Out of, uh, like, she's not a model, this one. <laughs> this particular person isn't a model. This guy, too. It seemed like he was incapable of just like, and I felt bad, you know, I mean, obviously he has, they're trying to bring him to, uh, you know, a place where he can date and he, uh, you know, he's just not having it. I mean, he was like, I don't, here's the thing about the U S version too. They're all preoccupied with the bill. <laughs> You yes, know? that is true. Every single one, they're like, what do I do about the bill? Do we split it? And then they're like itemizing it. And every time they were like, just pay for the bill. And none of them did it. They're like, ah, ah. It's like they're incapable of pay. I, in my brain, other than the animation girl, I'm like, this isn't your income. <laughs> what do you care? Why are they so preoccupied with the bill? Just a, a very interesting, interesting comparison when they, they decided to do one here in the United States versus australia i'd love to see ones in other countries let's go uh do love on the spectrum india for christ's sake i'd love to see that who knows though i didn't even play the sports theme getting into the sports but let's get into the news shall we Lots of animals taking out revenge on humans lately. The, the video that went viral recently was about that elephant. Did you see that video, Kirsten? Yeah. And it was supposedly the elephant had murdered the woman. I don't, tell me if you've heard the story better than me. The elephant murdered the woman and then came back to her funeral somehow and trampled the funeral? Yeah, that's what I understood. I mean, what on earth? I know elephants are like, well, they never forget or whatever. But what the fuck happened there? And why aren't elephants just murdering people more if that's the case? See if you can figure something out about that real quick while I tell you about this. Because here's another story about another animal getting revenge. This one is a, a bear. And it's in Russia. Of course, we Russia and bears, they go kind of like hand in hand, right? And you'd think every Russian boy grows up fighting a bear at some point. But... Uh, let's just see what happens. A dying bear got his revenge on the Russian hunter that shot it by crushing his skull. Hmm. A 62-year-old Russian hunter had attempted to fatally shoot the bear from an elevated platform in Serbia. Newsweek reported maybe the bear was Ukrainian. I don't know. That 
That could be another thing, too. Maybe he was making a statement about the war. When descending from his platform, the bear is believed to have attacked the hunter and began clawing at him. That is my nightmare. The bear crushed his uh, the unma- unnamed man's skull, killing him, the media outlet reported. The hunter was declared missing, but a search party later found the corpse, I assumed, with the uh, crushed skull. It was covered in claw marks and fang wounds. The mortal- uh, mortally wounded predator managed to inflict an injury from which the hunter died. So the bear was mortally wounded. He was like, uh, he was dying and the hunter came down and he was like, not so fast and crushed the man's skull and then died as well. It'd be crazy if the bear did like an opposite revenant where the bear was dying and he killed the man and then put the man's body on like uh, to keep warm or whatever, or to stay alive. And they found the bear wearing the man. The bear's carcass was found approximately 50 yards away from the body, the uh, office said. Graphic pictures show the discovery of the man's body and what appears to be the remains of a large brown bear. It's not immediately clear what species of bear killed this hunter, uh, but... Eurasian brown bears are the most common in Siberia's forests. That's like a grizzly bear, right? Uh, I mean, it's the same thing, but it's in Siberia, of actually, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it's just the grizzly. Like, call it a grizzly bear, for Christ's sake. Is it that different? That bear looks like it's fucking David Hasselhoff. Did you see that <laughs> scroll up? Look at that one right there, standing up. This one? It's like ripped. <laughs> that bear looks like it fucks. Golly, these things are terrifying. It's like, I can understand, I guess, if you're a hunter being like, this is a, I mean, these things are fucking huge and they are like grizzly bears to me. They're, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know shit about bears, but like in terms of size, they're very comparable, I would say. Yeah. What is that? That's what a bear looks like with no fur. Oh my Lord. That's fucking terrifying. (laughs) Man, if bears wanted to like, is that how they, they, oh my God, look like gargoyles. And why does that bear not have fur? I don't know, but I hate it so much. It is so scary. And it looks, is this like a Jada Pinkett bear? Like it has, (laughs) it's missing its hair? What's, what's going on with it? Why did, why did we shave it? Grow it back. It's so the opposite. It's like a bear is ferocious, no matter hair or not, fur or not. And when it has its fur, it's like, oh, it's so cute. Teddy bears. Imagine having a teddy bear that looked like this fucking thing. It looks like a human stuck in like a meat sack. Yeah, it does. It looks like something that would be in Pan's Labyrinth. Like Guillermo del Toro like created this fucking thing in one of his labs. Ew. Gah. I'm going to have haunted images of that for the rest of the night. But yeah, I, did we find out about that elephant though? I want—I I wanted to know more about that. I thought we'd learn there, together. Um, there was some conflicting, like, yeah, there's you know, no way. About it, but one of the things said that this woman maybe helped some poachers steal the elephant's babies, and so the elephant killed her. And then when they were like doing her funeral, the uh, elephant came back. I don't even think people have that good of like. Um, I mean, what is this elephant, Liam Neeson? I mean, how the fuck did it connect all these dots? You know, it just knew. And so, I mean, how did it get there? How did it get to the funeral? Why? How did it know it was there? So many questions. And I saw this video and I didn't, you know, every every article I read just said that, though, like you said, or it was like, and the elephant knew. 
It was poetry. It's like, how though? How did it know? Explain it to me. No one seems to be able to. Uh, but now that lady's dead. And perhaps we can put the lady's uh, voice into an Alexa for her family. That's a new trend that's apparently going to happen. Alexa speaks in dead relatives' voices. Do you miss the sound of a dead relative's voice? Well, fear not. Amazon unveiled a new feature in the works. This is terrifying. Amazon's like, oh, if you miss a dead person, we can we can make that happen and put their voice. That would be the creepiest. It's already creepy when Siri or Alexa or whomever uh, is your designated robot is talking to you or listening to you and, and chirps and chimes in. You ever have that happen where you're just at home? Yeah, and she'll speak up out of nowhere. And you go like, oh, it's chilling. Now imagine your dead mother's doing that. Oh, my Lord. Oh, like, it would frighten me. Well, let's see how they're doing it here. Alexa, that can read aloud in a deceased loved one's voice based on a short recording of the person. While AI can't eliminate the pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last, said the senior vice president and head scientist for Alexa. Uh, in a video played at the event, the uh, Amazon Echo Dot is asked, Alexa, can you... Can Grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Oh, my God, this is fucking morbid. Okay, Alexa responded. Instead of Alexa's voice reading the book, in the kids, uh, it's the kid's grandma's voice. We had to learn to produce high-quality voice with less than a minute of recording. We are unquestionably living in the golden era of AI. You know that why they call it the golden era? Because eventually it's going to go away and it's going to turn the opposite. Like... Before it was like, oh, we're not in the golden era. We're just in the beginning stages of AI. Now we're in the golden era. But guess what's coming next? The AI turns on us and kill. Like now your grandma's going to be like, hello, Brandon. And it's going to kill you. That's what's going to happen eventually. Uh, indeed, the feature immediately drew comparisons to fictional depictions of technology, but one's more bleak than what Prasad was likely referencing, like Black Mirror, the dystopian television series that featured an episode in which comparable technology was deployed. Yeah, this is going to get bad. Black Mirror has like been a documentary at this point all, all the way leading through. I mean, it's been kind of wild how it's nailed some things. Reaction on Twitter ranged from creepy to morbid to no, as many online expressed unease at the feature that brings a voice back from the dead. I would want to do it if you could bring like the voice of a historical figure. That would be fun. Like, it'd be nice to wake up every morning and have Winston Churchill give you a little speech, you know? Although that could go dark, too, in some parts of our country. Many people could wake up to a different leader. We talked about Carl Palladino last week. He probably wants someone else to give him a little bit of a pep talk. You know what I'm saying? Some, uh, a German fella, if you catch my drift. I'm wondering what other, what, who would you put in there, Kirsten, uh, if you could, if you could pick anybody? Hmm. Whether it be family or a celebrity. I don't think I would do family. And also, like, before I say anything, I feel like that's just teaching kids. Like, you know, when grandma dies, she goes to the speaker now. That's, like, <laughs> that's true. She goes to the speaker. Grandma's uh, body is no longer with us, but she's gone to the speaker. Grandma's in the speaker now. I would, yeah, if I'm a little kid, I'm like, come out, grandma, get out of the speaker. And then if it breaks or something, you're like, grandma, no. You know, and her spirit floats. You're, it's very weird. Kids are going to grow up with this technology. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. They're going to, it's it's going to be strange. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of like a certain voice I would pick off of the top of my head. Like, 
I don't know if I'd want a certain voice. I kind of like the robot ones that keeps it, you know, separated. Yeah. I Like I said, I could only, I would only want somebody that's going to like pump me up, you know? Uh, maybe someday, you know, like I would, I, you know, someday, you know, we're going to, we're going to lose Burt Kreischer. I would love to have him pump me up every morning. I mean, he gives some great speeches, great pump up speeches. And, uh, now that I know I can put him in Alexa, maybe I do that, you know? People always, they, they have uh, Ryan Sickler's laugh on like text messages now, right? Doesn't he sell like ringtones? So we can now, now you can have Ryan Sickler wake you up in the morning on Alexa someday. You know, I don't think it has to just be dead people. Let's just start putting voices in there willy nilly and see what happens. I think that's, that's the way they should have introduced it actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I'm the marketing people for Amazon, I'm not marketing this as you can have dead people talk to you. I'm marketing it as you can have anybody you want to talk to you. And then someone goes, well, what about dead people? And I go, you're sick fuck. But yes, I can do that. And I go, that's an added feature. You know, if you're a sick fuck like this guy, you can have a dead person in there too. Like, let's be gentle about it. You know, let's not just jump right in with you want a dead person's voice? Here you go. We've figured it out. Let that be a byproduct of the technology. That way people are a little more accepting of it, I would think. I don't know. But yeah, I would like a nice inspirational speech in the morning, I think. I'm trying to think of more dead people that were inspiring. I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> Just not any off the top of my head right now. Write in the comments. Let us know. Who would you want in the speaker talking to you? Is there a person out there that wants their dead relative in the speaker? I don't know. I guess if I was like an older man and I was so in love with my wife and my wife died tragically in a car accident and I still wanted to nut to her voice, I would do that. You know, I would be having, I guess, phone sex with my dead wife via Alexa. I could see that being fun. You know, that could be the reason I get it. And even if she's not your wife, if it's a person that you just were like obsessed with your whole life and then they die, boom, you got them in the Alexa now. <laughs> you didn't want to fuck me? Well, guess what? Your voice is in the Alexa now, so start talking dirty, bitch. Well, next up, thanks to C. Riley, uh, we've got a uh, incident of a very strange... Uh murder and of course it happened in florida where else would it happen a florida man arrested for the murder after he allegedly confessed to slitting his wife's throat you can put her in the alexa now and then playing her favorite song and holding her hand as she bled to death in a bathtub oh my lord uh i'm not going to even begin to pronounce this person's first name but it starts with an x uh it looks like it's uh i guess i'm gonna try to pronounce <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce China. This is a Chinese name. It's a uh, Xing Ching Yang. We're just going to call him Mr. Yang. He's 29, 21 years old, and he was taken into custody Tuesday on charges of first degree murder and tampering with evidence in the brutal slaying of his wife. Uh, police said that just before 9 a.m. Tuesday, officers were dispatched to an address in the 900 block of Ballard Street to conduct a welfare check. Welfare check. Never good. When you have to go do one of those. If I was a cop, I'd be like dreading welfare checks. Oh, God. 
you hope it's just nothing. You hope you just show up and it's just a guy sitting in his own piss pants. And he's like, no, I'm just depressed. That's the best case scenario, that you just see a smelly person who hasn't left their house for quite some time. Best case scenario. Worst case scenario, this one right here. When the officers entered the apartment, they found uh, the woman lying in a pool of blood in the bathtub. She had deep laceration to the left side of her neck, which had blood running down from it. Uh, her stomach was also pooled with blood. Paramedics who were called to the home pronounced the woman dead at the scene. That's the other thing. The paramedics show up and they're like, you called us for this? There's no saving that. This woman is in a pool of her own blood. We're Audi. She dead. Uh, the 21-year-old told detectives that before the killing, he could feel himself getting more and more angry. And then he could have stopped short of the kill of of the killing, but didn't. When cops asked the murder suspect why he did not stop himself, the guy replied, "That was not how I was raised. He's the type of person who always goes all the way. Well, isn't that inspiring? I'm not a quitter, and so I started to kill her, and I was like, "Well, I got to finish it because there's no quit in my bones. I'm always grinding." And so uh, he also played her favorite song, which I want to get to because that's a wild thing to do just to like be like, here's that's almost like the opposite of what happened in Stranger Things. You know, it's like he turned on Kate Bush and she just went away to the to the upside down. You know, it's like the opposite happened. He couldn't save her with the song like the little girl was saved in Stranger Things. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it already. Uh, he placed Fam in the bathtub. That's the woman's name, like Tommy Fam. Her last name is Fam also. Played her favorite music, held her hand for what he estimates to be approximately 10 minutes until she died. At no point did he call 911 for help. Uh, he then began to wipe his wife's blood off the walls and the floor. That's good. Keep that, you know, for when the cops show up, you gotta tidy up the house. He said he was upset with his wife because she had burned his passport. Well, that's a tough document to replace. When the employer slammed, uh, uh, oh, so evidently, uh, he, his boss was upset with him because he, uh, didn't show up to work. And so, you know, because he was too busy killing his wife. And so when the employer slammed uh, the gentleman for being irresponsible, he went on to tell him that he had actually done unspeakable things and that he killed his wife, the cops wrote. So I guess that's where the welfare check came in. The boss was like, yeah, you didn't come to work today. And he's like, I was killing my wife, dude, did unspeakable things. And so then the guy had to, you know, he goes, oh, God, now I got to deal with this. And he had to make a phone call. Uh, the gentleman was previously arrested on domestic violence charges after an incident involving his wife, which took place in January 2022. I'm sure the cops were really good about that one. You know, you ever notice that uh, when these wives get murdered, usually there's a few calls beforehand, OJ style, and then they show up. And it's so funny to me, you know, because when that happened with OJ, you can kind of understand. You go, oh, the cops show up. It's OJ. He goes, oh, there's no problem here, sir. And then the cops go, sorry, juice. You know, hey, 2,000 yards, man, that was crazy. And then they like fist bump and leave. But when it's just some random Chinese guy, you would think that they would take different action. But maybe, you know, they don't uh, hashtag believe all women. The man is being held in the Seminole County Jail without bond. He is due in court for his initial appearance Thursday afternoon, followed by an arraignment on August 2nd. So, yeah, you know, I mean, now he can put her in Alexa and uh, have her in jail if he wants or what have you. 
Very interesting report indeed, but let's get to a happier tale of a life being saved. And this one, you know, it's by an a, a, a interesting circumstance that this life was saved. A 24-year-old woman used Grubhub to contact police while she was allegedly being held hostage in the Bronx over the weekend, according to a criminal complaint. Now, I don't even know how she would have called the police on Grubhub. I've known, I don't, I'm, we are DoorDash family over here. I don't know if you already know that. Uh, I'm sure DoorDash has the same. You can call the police on there if you're getting, you know, hurt or mugged or what have you. I'm sure DoorDash has an option. <laughs> but I've never used Grubhub, so I don't know. Does it just have a police button? I've never seen anything like that. I have a hard enough time, you know, with these apps getting uh, certain objects, let alone the police to come save my life. But let's see how she did it here. The unidentified woman who had agreed to meet up with a man she had previously been chatting with on a dating app. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. Oh, these poor women with these dating apps. You have to meet the man and you'd never met him before and you're talking with him. And then you meet one and he's a fucking psycho. She was allegedly assaulted and later raped by the man, the complaint says. According to the complaint, the man took the woman's phone away, but she said she was able to retrieve it when she asked the man if she could order food. So that's the, that's the thing that made him give up the phone? These, I mean, come on, dude. What are you doing? He's like, you can't have your phone. You're going to call somebody. You're going to blow up my spot. She's like, can I order food, though? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Order whatever you want. When the man opened the door, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a paragraph. According to the complaint, uh, the man took the woman's phone, like we said, she ordered food. A copy of the order placed via Grubhub, a food delivery service, shows she wrote in the comments section, please call the police. Please don't make it obvious. So she orders, she's like, you know, Cobb salad, Diet Pepsi, please call the police. And it's interesting that they they did do it and that they read it because I've put things in those comments, you know, like, silverware please you know put put a fork in there can you remember the straw for the drink and they get oh i didn't see that you know no tomatoes right over their head so it's a good thing they read it this time you know when the man opened the door expecting the food delivery he was met by officers from the nypd employees at the chipper truck cafe in yonkers new york received the woman's grubhub order and her plea for help around 5 20 a.m i hope she picked a close by restaurant too you know she wasn't having to wait and do priority pickup when you do that when you're calling the police make sure it's priority because otherwise you know the the person's going to be driving around making all kinds of deliveries and they're gonna go oh call the police oh okay and then by then you know who knows what unspeakable things could have happened to you it was just a waiting game to see what happened. We didn't know if it was real or fake, said one of the employees at the uh, restaurant. NYPD officers responded to the address about an hour later and arrested 32-year-old Kamoy Royale at the scene. Royale is being charged with committing predatory sexual assault, rape, criminal sexual acts, and sexual abuse, according to a criminal complaint. Uh, he faces separate charges of strangulation, committing sexual abuse, and attempted criminal sexual act for another alleged sexual assault against a 26-year-old woman around four days earlier, the complaint says. So this guy, he's, uh, I mean, this guy's getting matches on dating apps more than a lot of us out there, and he's just being, using it for uh, nefarious reasons. We're just grateful that girl is okay. That's the most important thing, said the employee of the restaurant. While she does not know the identity of the woman, uh... 
The employee said that she hopes they meet one day and she can give her a hug. That's very nice. Grubhub said Wednesday that their COO reached out to the employee Wednesday morning and offering a $5,000 reward that she can invest in her business as a, a way of recognizing her and her family for their quick thinking. Every time we see a simple but extraordinary act like this, we are amazed by how our partners positively impact their communities. However, they decide to use the money. We hope it helps the restaurant and reminds all of their customers, what amazing people they are. And the woman said the money will definitely go to good use. So this woman getting money out of it, Grubhub getting a little press out of it. I say stick with DoorDash and uh, they'll have the cops come as well. You put them in the comments, boom, like that. But I think it's down to the restaurant and not the app so much. I don't think the, I mean, the app was helpful in this case, but like I said, some of these restaurants, they don't read anything that you type in those comments. We're lucky that she found one and maybe she chose a mom and pop place as opposed to a chain place because she thought they'll be a little more diligent when it comes to reading the comment section. Like I said, you can't even get a fucking fork half the time. Uh, ooh, what was that? I'm sorry. Did I leave out a video? Oh, this oh. is, oh, 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 oh. Yes, we'll save this. Hold on. I'm coming to that in a moment. But first... You know, like I said earlier, lots happening in our government, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. People are upset about that. And there's more to come. You know, they're saying that, uh, you know, contraceptives could be up for grabs, maybe gay marriage up for grabs. But now they're starting to come for something that the roach cannot abide, cannot abide, not at all. I don't care about that. Not a fig. The other stuff, that's what that, this I care about a great deal. I picked the wrong button. This is what I can't uh, abide such idiocy any longer. Nope. Can't abide it. And Joe Biden is coming for the roach personally, I feel, in this regard. The Biden administration said Tuesday it plans to develop a rule requiring tobacco companies to reduce nicotine levels in cigarettes sold in the United States to minimally or non-addictive uh, levels. An effort that, if successful, could have an unprecedented effect in slashing smoking-related deaths and threaten a politically powerful industry. Well, guess what? Not my America. You're going to pry my nicotine from my cold, dead hands that I, you know, died from probably having a heart failure or a disease or whatever the fuck cigarettes do, emphysema lung cancer whatever way i die you're gonna pry the cigarettes from my cold dead hands and now they're gonna make them so they're gonna be like smids i don't know like what the fuck is gonna happen to have you ever had a cigarette in europe Ugh, they're disgusting anywhere france spain turkey they're all terrible and you would think camels is like turkish tibet you're like why does this taste so bad there's something about an american cigarette that's just better. And now Joe Biden's going to fuck with that. I mean, I'll turn Republican right fucking now. I'll vote for Trump just over this alone. You know, take away every other right. I don't give a shit. Do not come for the roaches cigarettes. The decision to pursue a policy to lower nicotine levels marks the first step in a lengthy process. Uh, and success is not assured. Good. It could take at least a year for the Food and Drug Administration, which regulates cigarettes, to issue a proposed rule. Make Take as long as you need, FDA. The tobacco people are never going to allow this either. They're holding on. Oh, just they're keeping their grips and the lobbying uh, and all that kind of thing here in, a, in 2022. You know, they've been at it for so long. 
and they're they're just they're keeping their claws in the country despite the fact that you know smoking's had it rough the last 20 years they got rid of commercials now kids are kids think smoking's bad Ugh, you know i was a part of that blind army for a while that's how i got into radio i worked for a company as a kid who would go around to schools and talk about how bad smoking is to the other kids and I would be like, you don't want to smoke. That's for losers. And we would we would attack Hollywood for putting smoking in Hollywood. Like this was all just like for me to get a media job is really what the way that I saw it. And then I was like, you know, going outside and smoking the whole fucking time. <laughs> like it was, I don't know. It was fucking funny. I still think it's funny to this day. It was called Reality Check. That was the name of it. It was like truth. You know, it was like, oh, it's like an edgy marketing campaign that's anti-tobacco. And it was funded by the tobacco companies. That's who gave the money for this. What? Because they had to. Because they were legally, it was something to do with the fact um, that they couldn't advertise to children anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And part of the penance of that was that they had uh, to market against tobacco to children. So it this like group, Reality Check or whatever it was, was funded by tobacco lobbies. And then I, I started like getting high and like thinking about that, like when I started smoking weed and I was like, so they would pick us to go to these schools. Meanwhile, like there was a bunch of kids who were like, who are these fucking dorks? You know, they're like these anti-smoking dorks are going to give like a presentation. How fucking gay is this shit? And I think that was part of the plan. Like the deep seated plan by the tobacco lobby was like, we'll send these dorks to do anti-tobacco thing and it'll only make the cool kids want to smoke more. I think you're onto something. I mean, it was like a mind fuck. And then I got a job and I was like, peace out. You know, <laughs> I didn't care. But fuck, man. Come on, Biden. So much shit is going on in this fucking country right now and we're worrying about fucking cigarettes, Biden. Leave my cigarettes alone. It's bad enough I have to live in this fucking city where having a cigarette's basically illegal. I could go outside and rip a bong and the cops will be like, there, yeah, have a good day. I have a cigarette. They're like, sir, you're on the wrong side of the, you have to be on the east side of the street afternoon. It's like all this horse shit when it comes to smoking here. And it's like, just leave me alone. Gas is fucking $90,000 a gallon. Fucking chicks are going to end up driving three states over so that some guy with a clothes hanger can fucking rip a baby out of him. This is a nightmare country at the moment. And you're coming after my fucking cigarettes, bro. God. But, you know, other things, you know, be while we have it, pride is actually a little more militant this, this go around, I would say, because of the fear that the reversal of gay marriage could be coming. And I noticed that, uh, you know, I like going out and celebrating the various things. I don't. I think it's weird that they put Juneteenth and Pride in the same month, you know, because Juneteenth, if I'm if, correct me if I'm wrong, please, because I'm an ignorant person. And I just learned about what that was not too long ago. I didn't have it growing up like kids are going to have it now, which is wonderful because now kids will be educated as to what it is and why it is and why it's important. But it marks the end of slavery, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Yeah, I believe so. Google it for That's me. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. We don't want to uh, stoke the ire of any... Uh, the uh, inner city blacks. Uh, so 
It's Sunday, June 19th, which on this case, it was it, they shared it with Father's Day and it's gay pride. I thought Juneteenth was like a whole month. I didn't know it was, you know, because it's got June in it. So I assumed. Uh, but yes, it's it's very important because it marks the end of slavery. And uh, there are parades and events and things that happen. But here's the thing. And I've do, I've gone to uh, pride events. When you go to a pride event, sometimes people like to do uh, like cosplay. Like gay cosplay, you know, that's the best way I can describe it. Some people wear glitter. Some people are wearing, you know, gowns. Some people are wearing robes. Some people are wearing bondage stuff, though. Lots of chains and leather and whips and things. Catch my drift. I don't know if we should be putting Juneteenth in the same month as Pride just because we could have accidental overlapping. You know, say someone comes in there like, you know, head to toe leather and they're like all bondaged out and they show up to what they think is a pride parade and they go to the Juneteenth one. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough look. That's all I'm saying. So just be careful. Not to mention, you know, at the Juneteenth, some of the people might not be uh, so pleased with the gay stuff. That's another thing. But a Roach reporter out there, Ashley Taylor, found uh, that there was a article a news article that maybe uh was stereotyping a little bit about uh the uh, inner city blacks and she got a screen grab of it now when i went and clicked on the article they had changed it and let's see so this is what they this is what the initial article said in the screen grab here worcester and i believe this is in massachusetts which you know is um not surprising that there would be some of this sort of like uh, mistakes, but it's, I don't even know if it's that bad. So let's see. The smell of burgers, ribs, and chicken were in the air at Christmas Run Park Sunday afternoon as kids played on bounce houses and others cheered from the sidelines of a basketball tournament. Now, do we see anything wrong with that already? I read it and I go, where's the, where's the wrong part? I thought, you know, they were going to say some wild shit, you know, or slip it in there or whatever. Evidently, this stuck, uh, you know, there was some ire due to this article. And then the, the do you have the new version? Because this is where the difference is. The new version says uh, it gets rid of all the, well, you can go up to the top there. Yeah, the smell of barbecue. It just limits it to the smell of barbecue. So the racist part was the chicken and the ribs and the burgers? I still, it's the same sentiment. Who cares that they said ribs and chicken and burgers? Were there not? I mean, I get why people were like, hey, what are you talking about there? It's not like they were like watermelon and chicken all the way up and down Worcester Avenue or whatever the fuck. It was just like listing barbecue stuff and being a little more uh, poetic, I would imagine. But they they changed the article and actually noted it, which drew more attention to, to it in my eyes. I would have never... And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm uh, in the rare. Maybe you heard it and were like, oh, boy, oh, boy. I did not. I read it and I go, where are we? What did they change here? Because now it just says barbecue. That's less. I mean, because it was chicken and ribs. <laughs> I mean, there was burgers in there, too. That's not a stereotype, is it? But so I thought that was interesting that Ashley Taylor found that Juneteenth little screenshot. She she took a she got a screen grab of the initial article. And then uh, she sent over the link of the one that it changed. I don't know. It just seems like a little over, like somebody's a little overbearing in the uh, 
editing department. A, who's reading this? And B, who's upset about this? That's what we got to think about. I bet it was a white woman. I didn't even notice it, though, at first. It was very interesting that that would be a thing. And yeah, there was an editor's note on there as well, where it was like, we uh, apologize for some of the language. The language, the person just said ribs and chicken. Could have been way worse. Maybe that's really the uh, sentiment that I want to make known. It could have been way worse. But, you know, it's been a while since we've defended a Karen on this program. And this Karen doesn't have video, does it? Um, Actually, I think I do have a video for you for that. Oh, yes. Okay. No, it has a TikTok here. Yes. Let me give you some insight here. We haven't defended a Karen in a while. I was trying to defend Karens, you know, because I thought they got a bad rap. I thought, hey, leave the Karens alone. You know, they're just trying to make their lives better by, oh, sure, maybe being toxic in their own right. But hey, let them be. So here, well, we uh, before we play the video, I'll read a little bit about it. A miserable neighbor who was dubbed a Karen seemed to purposefully ruin a wedding across the street, droning out the bride with a lawnmower as she walked down the aisle. In fact, the whirring... Uh, the whirring during her lawn mowing session was so noisy that it even disturbed the couple's vows so the audience couldn't hear them. Who wants to hear the vows at the end of the day? Let's see if we can play the video. <laughs> I think this is funny. She hears the music. She's like, oh, and she's walking down the aisle. <laughs> Yeah, get right up by the street, too. Make sure you're edging the, uh, the lawn there. No, no, that's a weed whacker. And very clearly, it doesn't look like she's just doing needless lawn work. This looks like her lawn looks like it was in dire need of some weed whacking. Uh, the second the bride's song came on and she walked down the aisle, this Karen decided to purposely mow her lawn. We don't know that. She continued through the entire wedding, and we could not hear the vows, etc. Some people are just rude like that. It's truly unfortunate. They continued in the comments section. Uh, naturally, people looked to the comments section to share their unfiltered opinions, saying they felt rage toward the unnamed woman for ruining the celebration, while others offered revenge ideas. Now, that's this could just all be coincidence. We don't know that this woman was angry at the fact that there was a wedding going across the street. And think about this. I've never been a homeowner. I would like to be someday. If I have my home and I go, oh, you know, Saturday morning, can't wait to get that weed whacker out there and trim it up. It's been needing my attention for weeks now. And I just Saturday morning's the day. And then you get up and there's a wedding happening. Do you go, oh, I'm changing my plans? Hell no. You whack them fucking weeds because that's what you were looking forward to. Maybe this was all she had. You don't know her life. She's been looking forward to this for days. And you're going to take that from her? This could be her most special moment. The way it is your fucking stupid wedding that you'll probably have multiple of anyways. You dumb whore. See, I'm trying to defend the Karen. I don't know that it's working. Uh, it doesn't say anything about why this woman would randomly do this other than the fact that uh, 
they're offering revenge stuff. Now I'd be committed to randomly ringing her doorbell at 3 a.m. at least once a week for eternity, one person joked. Hope you had a huge celebration and blasted tunes into the wee hours, said another. While one person asked if there was beef between the neighbors, the user who posted the clip confirmed that there was no reason that Karen was being rude. Meanwhile, a few people sided with the neighbor saying it's her property and she can do what she wants. See? Yes, exactly. And like I said, there's no beef that was before this could literally just be a coincidence and now this woman has gone viral maybe she didn't even know what was going on across the street sometimes you know if i'm doing something outside i'll have my headphones in i've been saying this a lot i i want to stop wearing headphones when i'm doing stuff because it does take you out of what's going on around you and i was saying that more in the context of like i don't want to get just randomly shot at a grocery store <laughs> like i'm i know it's like lightning striking but at the same time, like headphones take away some of your awareness. They take away a sense. You can't really hear or be aware or alert of what's going on around you if you're canceling out noise. And I'm already missing a sense, if you recall. I'm missing the seeing part. So hearing is important. And if I take that away when I'm in public, you know, I'm ripe for any sort of melee is my point. But in this case, maybe she just didn't have the couth to understand there was a wedding happening across the street. She was just doing what she does, and now she's viral as being some bitch. That's mean. That's something you have to accept when you don't pay for a venue, though. Another user chimed in. Well, that's very funny. You're not paying for a venue. You're just in an open field across from a house. And uh, maybe you didn't tell the people that you were doing that. It's not like they do weddings there often. You know, these kind of things. Maybe it was literally just a coincidence. And that could very well be, too. I've I've had things where, like, uh, you know, they'll do lawn work at my current estate, you know, and they don't do it at the same time every week. They change it up and it bugs me because, you know, I'll schedule like a Zoom podcast. Somebody wants me on their podcast via Zoom. So I'll be like in my room and all of a sudden outside, I'll be like, you know, they've got leaf blowers everywhere here in Southern California. I've never seen a leaf, but they have leaf blowers everywhere. There's no leaves, but there's leaf blowers. They're doing it all the time. I feel like it's like a big leaf blower has some sort of conspiracy here in Los Angeles, but I, I have it happen all the time. And it's almost like they're doing it on purpose. And I've gotten like mad. I go, do you just know when I have like therapy or when I have like a zoom thing where you just come outside my window with a fucking leaf blower? Do they just know? And you start to have paranoid thoughts like that. I think that's what these people were doing too. They're very, uh, you know, indignant and it's almost like the guests are too they're like you don't see a wedding happening over here it's like maybe not maybe she didn't see it so i wanted to come on and defend this karen and i'm glad we had the video there for a short amount not really anything it's not this woman was literally just doing her lawn as far as i can tell and if she was like yelling across the street before it and was like fuck your fucking wedding then she'd be a karen this poor woman was literally just weed whacking and it did her lawn did look like it needed it it wasn't needless weed whacking. So keep that in mind, folks. Always put yourself in someone else's shoes. And they could have easily just sent a person over there and gone, hey, ma'am, uh, we're doing a wedding. Would you mind maybe putting the weed whacking off for about 45 minutes or so? And see what she says then. If she was like, fuck your fucking wedding, then she's a Karen. In this case, she's just some poor woman who wants to fucking weed whack her fucking lawn. So leave her alone. Well, folks, I think that wraps us up for another week and like i said i appreciate you a great deal for being with us each and every week especially in this last year is trying to find where 
I want to take this show, what I want to do with it, how I want it to grow. The Roach spreading his wings, and I'm very excited for the, for what's to come. And I appreciate you being here all the way through, and I hope you stick around for the future as well. Something in the very near future that I'm excited about. July 16th, Mike Drop Comedy Club, San Diego, California. Tickets are on sale now at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram, at J underscore Potter on Twitter. That'll provide you with the links. Also going to be going to Chicago, August 11th through 13th. Philadelphia, August 25th. We've got a bunch of dates in the fall that are starting to stack up. The Southwest, maybe some Texas dates. Very excited about all of it, and I hope you continue to come out to shows because that's really the most fun thing, and I'm so happy that you continue to watch this program, whether it be uh, listening to it on iTunes or wherever you might listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, everything else. Wherever you listen, please rate, review, subscribe if you don't. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe, like, comment, whatever you want, my friend. It all helps a great deal, and I appreciate you, and we will see you next Tuesday right here on The Josh Potter Show.